Hey everyone, welcome back again to the Iconist Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. If anyone listening, I'm going to make this roundtable really quick because we got a special guest on today. I, I, I'm so excited to talk about this episode, so here we go. So first and foremost, you know what it is, right? Like, subscribe, share, rate, review. Don't let the show be an unknown secret. This is the Iconist Podcast. You can find us on uh, everywhere. So we're on YouTube. You can find us uh, on Podbean, and you can find wherever you stream and get your podcast from. You can get it from there also. Also, shout out to Wow Comics. Tell tell West and the guys we said hi. And if you're out in Montreal, check out Check Swings on the South Shore and tell it, it, Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. That's for sure. And a big shout out to Brandy Ford for her radio station and the writer and the wit magazine that she does every month. So that's something to look for. We have the link down in our bio, along with the Touch of Grey comedy, which is myself, uh, Dave Sokolowski, Saul Fowley. Keep your eye out. We're doing shows all over, live, online, the whole nine yards. You know what to do. And before I forget, I'm rushing through this because I want to have so much time for a guest. Um, the one who makes us look so pretty, the man, the myth, the legend, the one who can, puts us all together. So if you want to have a podcast like we have on Podbean and you need a logo done or any kind of templates, you got to reach out to one man and one man only. And Rod, who is that man? Jay Bird Digital Art. Hey, Bird Digital Arts, Mr. Jason Reese, thank you so much. And if you tell him that you heard about him here, on the Iconist podcast, he'll give you a d- 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 discount on any work you need done. So you tell him you say that, that we say that, manners make it the man, and here we go. And tonight, we are joined by, with, sorry, I'm so excited, I'm just losing my words, uh, one of my good friends in Finn Comedy, Mr. Andrew Searles. Hey, good to be back. <laughs> 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 I have to have you back, Andrew. I hope all is doing well. Yeah. And before we get into tonight's topic, uh, first and foremost, please tell people once again where they can find you, where you're active. We'll put the links down below for anyone that's looking. It's because uh, we got to share the love. Yeah, uh, I, you can find me on you know website andrewsearls.com, S-E-A-R-L-E-S, Instagram, Twitter, also x is that what it's called unfortunately <laughs> uh, uh you know youtube you know i post all my links uh for videos uh, upcoming shows so yeah instagram twitter youtube facebook andrew searles look me up and then you'll you'll find my stuff there absolutely that's amazing and please don't forget that it- Andrew is what I call international. He is North American comedian. He's not just one region. So you can find him in Canada. You can find him in the States. And he's all over. So please go and check him out. Uh, if you want to find me, very simple, Barry3D.com. That's where all my stuff is at. You can't miss it. There we go. Rod, where can we find you? You can find me on the World Wide Web. You can find me on... Where you can find me? You can find me on Instagram. Yes. I'm on Instagram at Mr. Rod C, M R R O D C. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. And you can find me on the world of TikTok at DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. Listen, that's where you can find me. Listen, we're all over there. And listen, shout me out. Let me know that, you know, you followed and you followed from watching the show. I'll hail you up, give you a shout out. We're going to have some fun. All right, listen. Tonight is a special night. Woo! I can't yes. even talk. What, yes. what, what do we got to do today, Barry? What do we have Very to simple. Do when Andrew is on, there's only one thing to do live long and mm. prosper. We Ooh. are talking about, yes, 
<laughs> we are talking a Star Trek. It's a Star Trek roundtable discussion, but not just any mm. discussion. The icon is Strange New mm. Worlds on the Iconist podcast. And not mm. just Strange New Worlds, but one of the most exciting episodes I've seen to date. The crossover of Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. It was... It was a, a you. I'll, I'll let you kick it off because you're excited. You're you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I, okay, first oh, of all, when they announced this on the web, the worldwide, yeah. meme, I'm like, no. Yeah. And then yeah. they did the fan casting of what we do on our show, and they took, and this is what I said all the time. They took the actors that did the voices mm-hmm. for Laura Dex, and and, and brought them over live. Yeah. Well, I, I had read, uh, or I seen an interview saying that when apparently Mike McMahon, who's the, the show, showrunner, I guess creator as well, when he casted the, uh, the characters of, of Boimler and the you know, Mariner, that the characters look like the actors. So, 100%. so when you, I guess when you do a crossover, it's like, you're not, you're not gonna, I mean, I don't think a crossover was ever thought of when in the initial concept. I think that was just, yeah, let's just create a character, and the character was going to look like the actor. You know, right, I think right. it was it it was a decision that paid off in the long run. Where I guess when this crossover thing came up, they were like, they sound like the character because it's it's done by them, and they look like their character because yeah. it, it is them. So it worked it out well. Sense. Yeah, it made sense. You know, if it walks like a duck, so. walks like a duck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might actually be a duck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was, was uh, it was good. It, yeah. it was definitely um a first impression. Uh, mm-hmm. hearing about it was when they first announced it at the Comic Con last year, the San Diego Comic Con. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, like like we've seen crossovers in the past, right? With, uh, you know, like the, the the TOS crew crossing over with TNG, then the TNG crossover yes. with PS9, and you know, vice versa. So I think we've seen them in the past, but I think because this was a cartoon crossing over into real into, into real life, life, that's where people are like, "How are they gonna do uh, this? Yeah, like how is this gonna work?" <laughs> that was the greatest mystery that they kept hidden, yeah, for so long. Because yeah. I know for myself, same way, I'm listening and I'm like, "Hey, this is the anime, real life, anime, real life." Um, yeah. How how are we gonna do this? And like you said, knowing that you know who the character, I mean, who the actors are, and you realize mm-hmm. that the representation is practically drawn on them, I'm like, that could be a way. But then how the story goes. But I have to say, I was overwhelmed and waiting, yeah, waiting for season two to start, yeah, waiting and finding online. So which episode is this? Which yeah. seven? Which date? Yeah, <laughs> let's stick it on the wall. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It, I think this was definitely the. Ep- I would say this is the episode of the season that people were waiting for. Like, yeah, we, you know, when you see the lineup of all the episodes of like what's gonna what's gonna happen this season, right? I think most people were like, okay, but I think this was like, I think this. I would say this is the first Star Trek episode in a long time that people were anticipating. I- you know, like, yes. I know I know we were excited for Strange New Worlds, but like, mm-hmm. I would say in terms of like. An episode where it's like, oh, like we already know, like for pilot, a pilot's one thing, but it's like 
I, I, I would say next to the beginning of, I would say the pilot of like Picard season one or Strange New World season one. Right, uh, right. Like You're this was an episode that, exactly, yeah, exactly. So I, I would say they, they, they did a good job of going from the cartoon perspective to hmm. jumping to the real world. You know, like, I think what they did was, was the most logical. Like they didn't go like, oh, let's, let's show these characters in real life. And then crossing over into real life, it was like no, no, show them from the cartoon because that's that's their perspective. Well, you know they're from, right? That's yeah. the medium we know, know them. In. Yeah, exactly the medium, and then see them cross over into the strange new world medium. So I think it was. It sounded like one of those things where it's like this sounds very hard, but it's it was also the simplest course of action is is the easiest. So yeah. exactly, you know that saying there. It's like it's so crazy, it might just work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with the when you're hearing about it, you're like, okay, fine. How they're gonna cross it over, and then you see the story un, uh, unfold. And I think that this crossover really works well for both shows, in my opinion, right? Because yeah. Strange New Worlds is more lighthearted generally mm-hmm. than, or are, are, are more less serious or more tense than some of yeah. the other series we've had in the past, right? Like Picard, oh, he's very tense, you know. Yeah. Uh, Turkey was always something going on. Right, Pike's style. Everybody, everybody was serious except for this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they're serious and ish. But I mean, what I mean by that is, like Pike as a captain, out of all the captains I've seen so far, he seems to be the most laid back captain. Super laid back. Yeah. Super laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Rod. I know we were on talking on the phone the other day, and you said, you know. One of the people walked out of the, you know, I mean, uh, the episode after walked out of the, the the ready room when they're having a celebration or there where they had the ambassador, the Klingon ambassador, and some, and I know yeah. the different episode, and no one would walk out of Picard's room when he's walk out of Picard's room when he's right. Picard be like mm-hmm. number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, them that's back. a show. Off. And, and I need you to funny thing drag is, them back, and drag them back. But you see, the great thing about it is that you also show the different layers. Of the evolution of the Federation. Mm-hmm. That yes. If the closest you would say, although um, Trip from Enterprise maybe might be one that might mm-hmm. be walk out type of scenario, but he would still yeah. stay firm. But then you say, okay, we're following discipline. And you, again, Pike is very not loose, li- li- you know, he's, he's still stern, but they have, a, they have a very, this is a family unit. We're working together to accomplish it. We're, we're Five years. This is still brand new to us. We got to work together. Let's just, you know, add, nah, yeah, attitude and stuff like you know, just everybody's ego is put aside. You know, we got to work together to you know right. to go forward. And this is still new to us. Yeah, Kurt then already has, as you can see, Kurt is still there, but Kurt's episodes, you know, TOS again is a little bit more, slightly more mature than Pike. Then you come to Picard. Yeah, another hundred years later, more mature. So. I will definitely say that no one would have the audacity. I know we're, everyone we're jumping to the next episode, episode eight, but no one would have the audacity to walk out of a meeting ready room on Picard. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're gone. Like, 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 just consider yourself, you know, getting demoted. You're getting court martial. You're out. Like, yeah, Cisco. No, no one would do that. Yeah. So that's so. that's my one issue. That well, I have a few issues with with. Right. Strange New is great, but there's a couple of issues where I'm just like, they need to work mm. this out. Pike is, Pike is one of the issues where it's like, he's very, he doesn't have the teeth 
he doesn't have his teeth yet. Like, yeah. like, like when you look at Cisco in season one and two, and when you look at Cisco in season three when he grows the beard out, like the goatee out, sorry, you see like Cisco grows some teeth out and he doesn't fuck around. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but <laughs> it's all good, man. It, it, but yeah, you're right. It, it, yeah. yeah. He turns into Hawk. He turns into Hawk. He turns into yeah, Hawk. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, Which yeah. is funny because they, when he started, when, uh, when, uh, uh, Avery started on DS9, they told him shave the goatee because it's going to be too similar to Hudson Hawk. Mm-hmm. And then once the show got established, the character got established, then right, okay, fine. Now you could shave your head and, and grow your beard, uh, the goatee out. But with Pike, and there's been two situations. The first situation was in the first season when they're trapped on the, on the icy planet with like the ship, right. they're on the ship and then the Gorn was, uh, we're kind of popping out of people's bodies, like that alien episode. And like George Kirk and Spock get into a little tiff. And like Pike was just just sitting there listening. And I'm like, bro, someone's questioning your officers and like yelling at them. Like, put your foot down and be like, don't ever question an officer or that's an order, follow it, you know? And even right. in this episode, this that just passed recently, where, you know, uh, Ortegas gets up and at the yeah. dinner, and then she says something and yeah. just walks out. Like, the second she stood up, Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Jane would have been like, Lieutenant? And that would have been enough. That would have been yeah, like, exactly. yo, watch yeah. your pace. You know, like, yeah. you could be upset, 100%. but watch your toe, you know? And yeah. with Pike, it's been two situations. I'm just like, bro, like, how establish a chain of command, bro. Like, <laughs> well, this this might feel you know go ahead go ahead go ahead. Oh, sorry, right? So I have a theory, right? Very short. Yeah. And I think they needed someone. So Pike is probably like this because, and it's even the writing of the show. I'm not criticizing. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Season one yeah. really was focused on Pike, his journey, and him finding out what's going to happen to his future. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of because at first the very first couple of episodes you see he was more stern, and then he kind of well got to enjoy life more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. need. Like to be the way he's at right now, yeah. Because we know Kirk is a little bit of a screw up, yeah. And Pike is the only person that's willing to give Kirk a second chance. If you look at the whole big picture in the timeline, right? If yeah. Kirk Kirk wouldn't get a second chance with Picard, he wouldn't get a second chance with Cisco or or, or, or any of the other captains, I think, or Janeway, right? Yeah. But with Pike, Pike, like, I see something in him. Let me work with him a little bit more. I'll give him a second chance. You know, when everyone's like, oh, you should give him a second chance. Oh, because that's how he is right now. And that's what brought me to that, like the crossover episode. Lord Dex uh-huh. could cross over with yeah. some of the other Star Trek entities that we've seen so far because yeah. the captains would have been a little bit too stiff and it would have gone counterproductive to what they do on Lower Dex. You, yeah, know, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. have Boiler doing the Boiler run. <laughs> <laughs> with Kurt yeah. or Picard or Cisco around, you'd be like, "What? Find him yeah. the quarters. Put him in the break." Even, even, even his yelling, even even his, his shriek. Like no one would shriek on any of the Enterprise. Like you know, you get startled like that. No one would go. Ah! No one. No one would do a boiler scream. Yeah. Anywhere else. Yeah. So I hear so, what you're saying, Andrew, but at the same time, I I I, I mean, he's going to put his foot down, and I agree with you because I mean, there's a couple episodes. I'm like, come on, son. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just saying for this crossover episode, it was it. It worked. It, it worked because both shows are very. Both shows are 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 a lot lighter than the previous incarnations. 
Yeah. Yes. So that's why right. I work. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that, and that's, you know, and that's what got me excited. Okay. One, it got together. I saw it work out. I see the opening when they did it. The opening was done as a cartoon with a yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, it's the job. little nuances, the little mm-hmm. Easter eggs they were dropping, you know? Yeah. Comment yeah. about Pike's jawline and hair. Yeah, <laughs> which is everyone knows the hair online. It's always comments. It's you know, even when he does interviews, the actor does interviews. They always talk to him about his hair. So yeah. crossing that over, uh, you know, the 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 reactions that Boiler has and Boiler not really being mindful because he's he's fanboying. Yeah, you know, going through what he's going through, and and then Jonathan Franks is directing the episode, and then what kills yeah. me? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> He's, right. he's in the he's in the officer's room. He sees the the saddle for the horse. The horse. Boiler yeah. looks around, touches it, picks his leg up, and what does he say? Riker. Riker. <laughs> with Jonathan Franks directing the episode, that means he was yeah. there when that yeah. came up. Yeah, you yeah, know, it was an improv. It, it was. Uh, it yeah, was, I was about to say. Prime to lying. Yeah, that wasn't scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. Yeah, and, yeah. and Jonathan Franks, being the director he is, said. Yeah, he, he didn't say cut. He didn't say nothing. He he left it in the episode. He probably giggled his ass off and said, oh, probably, yeah. "Keeping it <laughs> right." But but it, it was true to what Boiler would exactly. Yeah, you know when he was even fleshed out as a person out of the cartoon world, mm-hmm. he was still recognizable as Boiler. He he yeah yeah didn't like him. His mannerisms. So you're voicing a character, but now the way they drew the character. In Lower Decks, he's still, as an actor, he emulated those, you know, physical humor. So when you see mm-hmm. Boiler running in real life, you're like, yeah, that's the Boiler run. Yeah. But he's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the facial yeah, expressions, they... like he, he got it. He absolutely got it. I think even with Jonathan Franks, I don't know who else would be able to direct the episode as well as they did. Like Jonathan Franks directs like really great episodes for for the genre of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, Franks has been, uh, I mean, he's been directing since, like, season three of TNG, so it's like, mm-hmm. and he's directed, I think, pretty much every, he's done, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think he's done every series, like, Next I Gen, DS9 Voyager, yeah. Enterprise, yep. you know, so, yeah, all up to discover yep. up to now, so it's like, yeah, so he knows, and, like, a lot, like, yeah, he's also done the movies, but he also has done episodes where it's, like, very serious, but also, like, lighthearted, so, if he's gonna know his way, if anyone knows their way around track and is also a director, it's Fritz. No. It would be exactly, fun. exactly. So, Rod, what would you? What what parts for that crossover episode stood out for you? My gosh, um, <laughs> like there's multiple. This, this is the hard thing about it. There's there's multiple. Like you can just say when he came through the portal, he's like, "You all look very realistic." That's a good cut to show. Hmm, he knows something's off in the sense like. Yeah. I may be more two dimensional versus three dimensional. You guys are a little bit too realistic, you know. Computer and program, and and okay, this this is real. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You know what? There's there's again. There's so many smaller nuances that Morley went through, and again, bringing Mariner when she came in, and again, now you're getting a live Mariner interacting with a live Boiler, and you're like. God, like all the dreams, everything is checking off properly. Mm. I, I'll go back to what you're saying in regards to Barry. Like, you know, it's like he, you know, he knew how to do the nuances and act that character out. Technically, it's him. But what I've also liked is that 
since you would know from last year that you're planning to do a live action, you now have time when you're doing your voiceover for the character to actually be able to act it out to get yourself more familiar. So when the time comes, you're just like butter walking through. So yeah, yeah there, there was, there was a lot of, uh, it's, yeah, it's holy it it's cute. Holy right? cute. So, you know, grappling hooks. Come on. You know, <laughs> me, like I said, one of the funniest lines for me throughout the whole that whole episode was, um, you know, where you had the next generation, no, next generation, sorry, the uh, Strange New World crew saying, "Could they talk so loud?" And and, yeah. and they're saying, you know, Lord Screw is like, "Wouldn't talk so slow." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even that was like. Yeah. Thank you for calling, stating the obvious. <laughs> yeah. I think there was one line between, like, I think it was uh, between, I don't know if it was between uh, Una and Spock, where they're like, they make very specific, uh, yeah. uh, what do they call it? References. references. References, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's what they do, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So for you, Andrew, what for that episode, what moments stood out for you in that, in that episode that you were like, okay, that was gold, or I'd be glad to see it coming, but it was nice to... She's um, uh, I think it, I, I think the fact that they just took a cartoon character and made them human, you know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't overly complicated. It was, you know, and I, like I read some of the comments online of like, well, are, are they going to see themselves as car- cartoon and, and they, and they see that and uh, like they see like it, like it's like Mariner would see that. Pike as cartoons and Pike would see them as real people. Like it's gonna be like them, right, like, right, no, right. Because we've seen Riker, we've seen all those characters in right in in uh, Lower Decks, and they're not like, oh, I was a humanoid and now I'm a cartoon. Like you're not gonna. It's, it's just uh, it's just they're just seeing it. We're just seeing it through a cartoon lens. They just see it as they're existing in the same universe. Um, yeah. So I like how uh, simplistic it was. It was just you know. Yeah, take these characters, make them human, and just throw them in. You know? So okay. it was, uh, it, that was cool. Uh, I think the interesting part between the two of them, uh, the two series merging was the fact that other, other franchise, other series in the franchise, when they crossed over, they crossed over in the same time period. You yes. know, like when you see like McCoy and, and, uh, encounter at Farpoint, they're existing in the same timeline versus yeah. this time, they're crossing over. They're crossing over 130 years apart. So there, exactly. there was no like, oh, I'm part of the Federation. Hey, well, how's this? How's that? It's like, no, no, we can't say much because we're, we're talking to the past, you know? So it's like, yeah. they interacted, but they kept their interactions as minimal as possible or as, possible. as, as Boimler tried to, but uh, not, <laughs> it didn't always work. He was fanboying. Fan I, I, yeah. I mean, look, so Boimler comes over and I get it. The simplicity works. The, the how they the writing was great, the directing was great, and the actors, all the people, I think, banged it out the park. And not only did we get a crossover episode, we got a time travel episode at the same time that they were dealing with. Exactly. You know, and as fans, we know full side what's supposed to happen. We know as fans what Peck is supposed to experience in the future. He hasn't gotten there yet, and we yeah. know where Laura Dex is coming from. And yeah. even when they're looking um for the I can't remember the name, the alien race there. And it's like, yeah, how do we track him? It's like, I can track him. It's like, and right away, you know, like Pike is like, no, no, you've done enough. And it's yeah. like, well, I can <laughs> how? Well, I can do the computer. And it's like, but we're not supposed to see it. But y'all can just turn around. Yeah. Right. And at yeah. first it's like, no, we can't. Can we? <laughs> and, 
it's like, like you know, and again, there's where Pike should have made that decision. It's like mm-hmm. you can turn around, you know, and his number one would have said, "Well, can we?" And Pike would have been like, "Yeah, we can, and we are." Like there's where he should have put a little bit more, uh, you know, oomph. oomph to it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you see them all backwards, not looking. And he's playing with the wires. It's like, oh, yeah, we found him. Everything good. He's t- And Boiler, of course, tangled up in wires. And this is the part I was going to say. Yeah. That was a great oh, thing on, of right? just seeing, like, actually, no, I'm saying that was a great part of like, seeing him, you know, sub- subtly just putting in that Boiler will still be Boiler, still get himself wrapped up, doing something as should be as simple enough to be done. Boiler still does, does a Boiler, and he's still wrapped up. And you can clearly see that his foot's hanging here, his arms wrapped up. Like, yeah, uh, give, give me a second. That's the typical. And I'm like, all these small little check marks was yeah. just beautiful to add on. Yeah. 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 You know, and, I, that's what I said. The, the, the voice, even when we had the other characters, the other two they hang out with, and it's like, you know, Tendi, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, when they got back to their own time, right? Mm-hmm. Up ahead, I know we're going back and forth, but they got back to their own time. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, your grandmother was on this thing. How, how do you know my grandmother's name was Tendi? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those those are those are the things where it's like it's like the it's like the little icing on the cake where it's just like okay, yeah. like those are the little little sparkles that just be like okay, that, that kind of makes it stand out more. And now they did a great job. They did a really good job of like Listen, making sure I, that like everything was intact. I'm, I'll tell you one crazy thing that killed me with extra laughter. I saw the episode last week on Crave before it normally comes on. You know, I saw it on Crave. I saw it back to back. Watched it. I saw it. Finished. Watched it again. Why is it now that I'm? I said, okay, I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna sleep. Whatever the case may be, I gotta work in the morning. Still on TV. I'm seeing Star Trek. Why am I seeing Star Trek, the original, and I'm seeing the Squire of Gothis, which is with Trillin, the Q. Yeah. yeah. And I was like saying, wait a minute, didn't didn't that just just said Holy Q? And I say, no, 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 don't talk about the Q. It's too early for them. Well, they had they had Trillian. From that up, you know, that time they went to the planet when the squires of the goth, and I was dying of laughter that it just yeah. <laughs> by the movement and the shifting of the worlds and the moon aligning. I just yeah. finished this and just referenced, and I'm like, oh, here's the episode right here. Yeah, oh, there. <laughs> like I said, there was so much. I think it was like almost like you know, I mean, too much for the senses that time, and I mean that in a good way. Like you know, every second mm-hmm. there was something to draw on, uh, no yeah. matter yeah. what, be it history, be it big moments, small moments, and and, and with the characters. And even when you think they've got it right, Boiler is about to go home and he's like, okay, we've got it. I'm going home. And he does a nice speech and the, and the look off. And I was like, and then Mariner comes crashing through and she's like, Boiler, I'm here to save you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, landing on me. Typical Mariner. I need oh, saving. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. No, no, no. You need it saving. I did it. And, and, and they had their normal banter, right? Where Mariner yeah. thinks it's always got to be the hero and of course messes things up even further. But <laughs> I, I didn't realize that they would fan boy or fan girl over certain people in there. Like I didn't realize Mern, I, I maybe I missed it that Mariner was a, a huge, uh, Eura fan. Yeah. You know, from Lori Dex. Yeah. So yeah. when she's sitting there watching her, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then uh, Boimler has his crush on uh, on Una, you know. Number one, Una, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was another wonderful thing. Mm. Now, that's, that was how they delivered that is like, oh, he has a pinup in his bunk. He had a pinup of me. 
yeah, you know what? This is weird. And I'm leaving. And then, you know, the number one, she leaves only to find yeah. out that her picture is a recruiting picture and not a pinup per se sexy picture, like how it was perceived at first. And this yeah, is why Boiler was always kind of like, oh my God, he's the ultimate for him. Yeah. And when he's back on his ship, Cap, the, the number one of Lower Decks is walking by, sees the poster, and is like, yeah. that's the best looking woman in Starfleet <laughs> ever. And I'm like, oh, touche. Touche, because the voice for that character yeah. Jerry, is yeah. her husband. Yeah, yeah. So many, uh, so many mind blowing, uh, like little, those are the little moments you're just like, it'll go over your head, but then when you know what the connections are, you're just like, oh, that's why. <laughs> right? Like I said, WandaVision as a Marvel series was good if you're a hardcore fan of Marvel movies, Marvel comics, right? If you're a mm-hmm. casual watcher or you've just been watching the movies, then a lot of stuff that happened in WandaVision is going to go over the regular, you know, the casual fan t- uh, head. And I'm not making that as a, a deep cut on anyone. It's really, you're, you're not going to pick up on certain things. Like when the helicopter, you know, when one division shows up and it has a number on there, that number is the first avi- the first appearance of Avengers, you know, so A57 of the vision in the Avengers. That, so that's how yeah. they put that in there. But as a hardcore fan, you have to know. Yeah. Same thing, I think, with Lord Dex crossover Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds. Yeah. you got to be a hardcore fan. Well, you got to be a fan of both series. And then you have to be a hardcore fan understand the connections of the actors the voice actors of everyone behind the scenes of why it has that much importance to it yeah on that i think majority of star trek fans are deep into the lore so it was where wandavision was kind of playing more for the fans Mm -hmm. i mean the hard fans the hardcore fans I, i think star trek and just the universe in general anytime you get in there it's everyone knows more than you think. I mean, people learn Klingon to speak Klingon in real life. Yeah. Yeah. They're more educated. <laughs> They're more informed, right? I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you know him. Uh, there's a comedian here in Toronto named Patrick Hay. Oh, I know Patrick. Yeah. Okay, right. So Patrick was on one episode on Discovery. Yeah, he was playing a Vulcan. A Vulcan. Yeah. Right. And I ran into Patrick like two weeks ago. Like I saw him when he just did the episode after. And then I ran into him two weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, man, how's everything going? He goes, dude. I've been getting letters nonstop from the fans in a positive light. He goes, I showed up on one episode. He goes, I really wasn't a hardcore fucking before, but he goes, I didn't realize the amount of love the fans have for all these characters. He goes, I've been getting letters nonstop. And he's been talking like one or two letters. Yeah. Right. And he had like one line. I didn't, yeah. Cause I was like, I didn't even know if he spoke, but I, if he did, it was like, it wasn't a big very long, quick. Like, oh, yeah, it was like, very much like a one or two word thing. Yeah, the camera went on him twice, and I'm like, oh, and it's Patrick because I'll watch yeah. it. Like, That's so cool. I know his shoulders and chin anywhere. Jeez, yeah. When I saw him, I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's been getting, he got fan mail. I'm happy Good for, for him. him. But, but one episode, yeah. and he's getting fan mail. One episode. So that's to show you the, the passion. The fans yeah. have so you know the odd person might say well i don't get the reference but i probably yeah. like what one out of 50 yeah okay Jeez. there's 49 people going yeah exactly <laughs> i know who that person is i know what that link is <laughs> I know what this means mm. so hold on would you want to see another crossover episode with this crew youtube crews again or maybe with a different crew no Keep it, keep it the way it is. One offs are always the best. Like, right. keep right. it. Uh, you know, like it's. Uh, you know, it's it's like 
it's like sequels, you know, like sometimes a sequel comes out and like it does a better job. And sometimes it's like, nah, should have left it at one. And I feel between strange, I mean, like, well, Discovery's wrapping up. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like between Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, I mean, they're, I would say they're better off, you know, you, you had, you had your one crossover. Let's, let's leave it at that. Let's not, let's not, uh, get too greedy. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but if they did, if they had like, a, if there was an, if there was a second episode, you know, and it's going to be great, mm-hmm. then yeah, do it. But I'm just saying, don't, don't get greedy now. <laughs> don't get greedy. Okay. And here's another question. Now that we know that the actors do look like people they're portraying on Lori Dex, would you want to see not even a crossover? Would you want to see another live action episode? I would. It, it would be cool to see a live action episode of Lower X. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be just to kind of mix it up, you know, do something different mm-hmm. for them, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see what what a uh, a physical model of the Cerritos would look like on screen, or like to see what the bridge of the Cerritos would look like on screen. Um, if they'll have the budget to pull it off, especially in, uh, in Paramount's position these days, or Paramount's not doing too financially well, I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but, uh, it would be interesting. Okay. All right. What about yourself, Rod? Would you want to see a live action version of Laura Dex? Be it if it's an episode, or be it put it even further, even a movie. Because a lot of the Star Trek stuff seems to start on the small screen and gets to the big screen at some point. Yeah. That actually is not a bad idea. Like, I, I would... I'm there thinking, when you brought that question to Andrew, and I'm thinking, like, would we want another crossover? And I'm mm-hmm. like, it took into the second season to have this crossover. And I'm thinking, if they did, let it be the reverse, and that, which would probably be easier cost-wise to a certain degree, have the actors come in and be cartoon, but say two seasons from now. If yeah. long last, that both seasons can, you know, keep up and running around that time. Let something happen that is now Strange New Worlds goes to the future. Maybe to help out. No. Anyway, that's another I'm not let me not try to a plot no idea right now. But that could be something that, to, to think about. <laughs> something to think about. But now that you're saying about a live a live show of Laura's death. Yeah, actually I would like that. I would like that a lot. Yeah. You know. Cause that's that's something that'll be very interesting to see. You know, let me see let me see uh, Tendi. Let me see Rutherford. You know what right. I mean? In, in in their full, you know, human form. Yeah. <laughs> be it. <laughs> and, and go from there. That would be hilarious. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I also think saw, cool idea. I, 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 I like it. But what I saw online was someone was saying how tall there are people in the future. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. Because yeah. every time you watch Lori Dex, you see how tall Boiler uh, Boiler Boiler is yeah. Yeah. compared to the rest of the you know the the, the, uh, the staff 100%. on yeah. Lori Dex. And then when he came over to Strange New Worlds, everyone's looking up to him because the actor is tall himself. Yeah, so like wait a minute, if he's that tall, we know Mariner's shorter than him. Yes, and there's a security officer. How tall yeah. is yep. the security Shax. officer? Yeah, Shrek's yeah. Shrek's or... Shrek's, yeah. Shrek's, yeah. Shrek's, Shrek's, how Shrek's. tall is he? Yeah, because I think in in the interview in the ready room interview, that was brought up the height thing. So I think even uh, 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 Quaid said, uh, "He's like, yeah, I mean, Shax is probably like eight foot tall or nine feet tall. It's like that just would just wouldn't make sense 
for in any in any capacity. So, right. But that Ransom that's the, that's well. exactly yeah, Ransom. So it's like I think that's the liberties of having a cartoon where it's like, yeah, you can kind of bend the rules of physics to a certain extent, or it's like, well, you're not bending the rules; you're just kind of like, yeah, that that's just that's how tall these characters are going to be, you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. but then when you bring the real world, then it's like, okay, we gotta. We gotta do it's some math and uh Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you yeah. had Saru from like Discovery and he's play- I mean, you know, that guy and he's tall, mm. right? So, you know, oh, yeah. a couple of lifts in someone's shoe and camera yeah. angles, a soapbox or whatever, and then they're good to go. Got it. But you know, it's like, did we get taller in the future? I hope so, because if that's the case, I'm gonna freeze myself like fry and show up three thousand <laughs> years in the future and hopefully I can get some height. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I got plans. No um, judge. No judgment. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I'm just excited about the episode. I like the crossover. I liked where they're going with it. I think it couldn't happen on another series. Or, or if it did happen on another series, it would lose its flavor. Somewhere along the lines, it would have lost the flavor. Right? I, I think, you know what? I think it probably could have worked on... Um, I think I think it could have worked on another show. Like I think the fact that both shows are very lighthearted is fun. Yeah. But I think uh, I mean Deep Space Nine had a couple episodes where they just kind of cut loose, you know, like picking yeah. up to the Hollow Suite, you know, like that was a fun episode. So it'd be cool to see. Uh, it would be funny to see uh, a, a character like Mariner and Boimler, you know, go head to head with like Riker and Picard, you know, just. Because I think that in itself is funny, you know, like where Boimler does something silly, but Car just sits there, like, excuse me. <laughs> I think and, that in itself is because it's it's two worlds colliding, right? That's where the comedy is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and Mariner, she knows her stuff. Yeah. She's just 100%. a rule breaker, but oh, she yeah. knows it. But she knows Starfleet protocol A to Z. You know, she yeah. she she comes off like she doesn't care, but. She could have been a captain, I'm sure, in a couple of years if she just didn't. Yeah. 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 Focus. Just keep focused. Yeah. That's my one. That's the one thing I don't like about Mariner is the fact that, like, uh, like she had, like, she knows her stuff. She knows it. Like, she could be mm-hmm. a, she could easily be, uh, uh, on, on the first contact missions and, like, not even, like, not, not, not even the second tier federation of the circuit, but, like, first tier. Serving on ships, commander, lieutenant, commander, whatever. But she just doesn't apply herself, and I'm just like, that. For me, that hurts me because I'm just like, you're so much better than this. Like, why? Like, you know. <laughs> no, but the thing is, the thing is, if you look at it, this is now you're looking from a military type of standpoint. You have someone who has the potential. Yeah. We all know some people who have the potential, and they purposely yeah. don't want to apply themselves. I got yeah. all the rules. I know how. Like. Until she's, she's like, again, we've seen episodes where she's saying, oh, I know the rules. I know what I'm doing and everything along that line. Mm-hmm. Until she had this, she had a conversation with Ahura, like saying, yeah, yeah, I know protocol. How do you think I get around? I got to know the rules, how the game is played to work around it. Until yeah. she said that, I'm like, that made so much sense because, you know, there's sometimes there's someone who is, you know, who probably in a particular type of field realizing like, yeah, if I stay the course, I know I'm going to have the trajectory. And I'm going to be great. But I'm like, yeah, let me just use the rules against them. In that sense, you just use it to my benefit. And that's yeah. what's, you know, some people won't think along that line. Yeah. And it's great. To me, it's actually interesting that you have a character who is using those type of fundamentals and using it to their advantage. And everybody can clearly see you're using the advantages to you, but you're still coming out on top. And you're, 
not mm-hmm. really getting yourself in so much trouble? How yeah. do you do it? I know the ways. And that's, yeah. that's to me is very interesting when you come from that angle that they're approaching from that way. So I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Touché. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're right because you nailed that on the head because she knows the rules she knows the stuff inside out she knows first contact she know, she's been to different planets all over the time so when you know when anyway, season one her and boiler beam down to a planet she's like don't do this do that oh how do you know right. and the whole time he's trying to quote protocol like by the by black and white and she's like no 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 i've been on a planet before i've dealt with their people this is how they like to trade this is like they do and so she knows yeah. all this stuff and yeah. her mom and dad are both on starships yeah. and starfleet and he's you know uh, i'm just curious one is she the only child we don't know maybe she has a brother or sister uh, they never uh, mentioned I, it I, Nothing I, I think know. there was one episode where i think it was mentioned. Oh, really yeah. not sure though i don't know see you might go to that, that question good good definitely i'll just say to you what you're saying before barry you made me think of it her parents are you know Basically, she's an army brat. She's a military brat. She has yes. the ability to go all around. That's why when you hear like she's she's done trading with Riker, and Deanna's yeah. like, "What do you mean? Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Like, just hold yeah. on." I was like, Yo, <laughs> "How would you, as an ensign? Yes, you keep putting yourself in the position that you don't move up in rank, but you've been very, very your 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 foot is very hot. You moved around. You know yeah. people. You know you know how to interact. That's that's a very that's a, you know, it's a skillful quality that I think is a buildup probably towards the end of the season when they, not, not this season, but when they decide to say, fan it out, she's going to have to accept her, her responsibilities and just own up like, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the next best captain. I have mm-hmm. all the skills. I can't, I can't shy away from it any longer. Yeah. So yeah, I feel I it's like it's one of the things that, that though, like if well, you look at the end of the last season, she she had a her and her mom came to an understanding where she's like okay mom I'm gonna take things a little bit more serious and stop pushing back as much right mm-hmm. uh, so I think they're molding her that way I mean Boiler wants to get there he's brown nosing so hard <laughs> and Mariner, it just comes to her second nature even when they, her friends find out it's like wait a minute your mom is the captain of our ship yeah yeah whatever I'm like. Please say something. Yeah. Put, put it in the <laughs> you don't need it. So uh, yeah, I get you. So that's that's your. I know you you got your points there with uh, Strange New Worlds, and that's your point with uh, Mariner on Laura Dex. So what's what's your point on Strange New Worlds? I that let's go back to that second, uh, Andrew. You're saying there's some things you wish that Pike would do, and I mm. and I and this is where yeah. I, I'll agree with you because season one was all Pike. Season two, so far, he's barely everybody he's, else but Pike. Yeah, he's kind of relegated one. to the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not even episode one. Episode one is like, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to, uh, to, you know, to the port to be able to get back to my number one. You guys hold fort. And that was it. He was in the episode yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, like, yeah, I know it's season two, so it's like, it's still very early. You know, like, these shows could run like five or six or seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I think my issue is I, w- I want Pike to kind of, A, I want Pike to grow some teeth. Like to have like a little bit more like, you know, like also, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to this as well. Um, uh, okay. So I'll mention that. Okay. Cool. So the other thing I want to mention was Pike. Pike is one of the best captains in Starfleet. Like there's a medal named after him. So like you got to do some major things 
to yes. be recognized and have a medal named after you. Yes. I have not seen anything in season one or season two that makes me go, oh, that that's why Pike is Pike, you know? Like, right. we've seen Picard do some dope stuff. We've seen Kirk. We've seen Cisco. None of them have medals, but Pike does. So I want right. to see things that 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 I'm like, that's why Pike is is that's where he gets. I mean, granted, he probably got a name after him for like the uh, the incident of uh, where he gets gets placed in the chair. Maybe that maybe that's where he, the medal is after, named after him. You know. Yeah, but that'd be a shame if that's the, his crowning moment. You would hope it would be something yeah. prior to yeah, that, right? Before something that, bigger. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right because I mean, look, Kirk is known for beating the the training. Um, right, that, that no one could beat, you know, because yeah, Kirk- Kobayashi Maru, yeah, yeah, Kobayashi, thank you, mm-hmm. the Kobayashi Maru, like he he did, but he's known because he's the only person that beat it, yeah. right, coming out the academy. I'm like, okay, that's it. Card, he had a season named after him, yeah. not even Star Trek. It was just called Picard. Three seasons that wrapped up the storylines that they yeah. left somewhat open in Star Trek: mm-hmm. The Next Generation. Yeah, that's to show you the influence Picard has, right? And yeah. his his lifelong thing, and it, it referenced back to movies. Yeah, you know, Laura Dex, you can see Mariner kind of, you know, all right, it's still early. She's a new character, kind of fleshing it all the way. But Pike is an established character. Yeah, as you put it, he's got a medal named after him. He's supposed yeah. to be the captain, like you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, like oh, so, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Like his name carries weight. Yeah, and, right. I haven't seen enough of him. Exactly, yeah. Dude, mostly I see him is always in, in his quarters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's the one thing I want to see in the future. Right? Just like, I want to see Pike. You know, Pike's got to pull some things that, that that rivals Picard and Kirk and Janeway mm-hmm. and Cisco, where it's like, okay, that's that's why people call back to you because of, of this, because of that, you know? So yeah, that's one thing I want I, to see. Um, I feel it's going to happen. It's going to happen because I'm, I'm looking at, if you look at the other shows and everything along that line, mm-hmm. when there have been always, you know, showing, you know, they're trying to develop the characters and everything like that. They always try to, you'll have one person who'll have a spot, like, you know, have an episode of, like, um, um, yeah. data, uh, you know what I mean? And yeah. they'll come back, whatever it takes to be. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that because the scenario, if you look at it from this standpoint, we know for sure there's a there's a lot of timeline, like yeah. with Star Trek, with New Next Generation, mm-hmm. with uh, DS9 per se. Mm-hmm. You, we were they're building a story, and you know they keep building the story, building the story. This one we know for sure. Th- we already know the end. Yeah, he ends up in the chair. Yeah. Now, how far are we going to do that? Are mm-hmm. we going to have? Are we going to have three or four or five seasons? And then, yeah. okay, this is the last season. Now we're going to go towards the chair. So I think now they're just basically saying first season was, was all about Pike. I think the second season, yes, is going to be on all the supporting characters and just right. give them, them the, give them light, give them some ability to have some light because they are, as you can tell, they're, they're really flushing them out a little yeah. bit more sterner than we've seen in any other series. So yeah. I'm thinking that they're just going to like, maybe this season might be. A touch of everybody, and we'll just rotate them and bring them back. Because again, mm-hmm. also when you realize um, when Bornley came on and he passed by Ortega, hey Ortega, you're you're the war hero. We didn't even yeah. get to understanding where that particular title comes from. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think they're gonna they're gonna flush this out. Maybe this whole season we may have to I say bare our teeth, but we may not get a lot of Pike in this particular season. 
Mm-hmm. No, I don't think maybe towards the end. Maybe, maybe, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the last half or the last quarter, maybe just to build us up into the third season, which yeah. might be center back of Bell Pipe. But I think they're just going to use this opportunity that, uh, yeah. let's, let's build on all the secondary characters while yeah. we can. Yeah. Because we technically know this show does have an end date and the yeah. end date is when he's in the chair. Right. Versus like we can write it in and if we never knew Pipe was going to end in the chair, if it mm-hmm. happened, that'd be the first time we're all like, Oh my gosh, why did they do that? And we will, you know, they can draw that storyline as long as possible, but we know at certain point he's going to end in the chair. We all know he's in right. the chair. Like yeah. Portland so, said, you, right. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, 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 I think it's good that they're going to end him in the chair. I, I like the fact that, um, because at one point, I think some people were saying, oh, maybe he'll change his destiny and then oh, maybe he'll oh. end up in the trapper. I'm like, no, no. He has to no. end in the chair. No, he like, has to. He has to. Because that's the timeline. You're changing. His... No, no, no. He's got to end in the chair to be on the planet. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. And to your point, Andrew, and to yours also, Rod, right? We, one, we know he has to end in the chair. Yeah. Two, he has to put in such a loyalty with his crew, especially mm-hmm. Spock, because Spock defies Burke. To get him back to the planet. Yeah. Okay. Spock. Now we're talking, uh, even though Spock's going through a range of emotions and he's having some marital issues. Um, <laughs> Spock <laughs> defies Kirk, right? Like, I yeah. got saved Kirk and, and, and trained Kirk and Kirk learned from him. And, and of course, Kirk being Kirk and then learning from Pike, you're learning from one of the greats. And then your second in command, your main science officer, Steals the Enterprise to bring a guy in a wheelchair to a planet. Yeah. What happens between Kirk? Sorry. What happens between Pike and Spock that makes that loyalty? I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's got to be the moment. Something has to happen. Yeah. That for him to say, no matter what, Captain, I'll always be there for you. No, it's okay, Spock. No, no. I'll always be there for you. Yeah. Okay, and then do some exactly. vocal ritual, meaning I'm bonded to you for life, like Chewbacca with Han Solo. Like it's yeah. gotta be something <laughs> huge because for a man to turn out, especially Spock, yeah, forget half human, not he's Vulcan, and yeah. the first thing he's gonna do is say, "Well, the logical course for me to do is steal the spaceship, get my old captain, break him out of the medical center, fly him across the galaxy, and beam him down to this planet." And even when Kirk saw, I was like, "You stole the spaceship?" Yep. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's like what what that bond has to be so incredibly strong. Yeah. Or even Spock to be like, I'm gonna break the rules to, to help this guy. Hundred percent. My point like, Spock is really by the book. And for Spock to break the rules, something has to happen has to and I something. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah that's there's stuff like that. There's definitely there's definitely that, yeah. I want I wanna see that. I wanna see, I'd love to see you know again this circles back to the captains. Uh-huh. Uh, of of what Kirk, Picard, and Cisco's and the others would allow, mm-hmm. and 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 Discovery does this as well, and I am not a fan of it. Too much, too much little back talk from the officers. There's no, there's no formality. There's no like respect. Too many officers like to talk back, and I'm just oh, like, mm, yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. no, I, again. This this is still raw. This is still the raw early days. This this is where they're still trying to find themselves. Again, Prime Directive is not even is not even established as yet. Is but it? but Prime Directive or not, even today, if you're in the army or navy or anything, no. 
100%. You talk back to an officer to be like, 100%. I'm like, 100%. yo, like, you're going to be small. No, Get that mop bucket right now and to go clean this. 100%. Okay. 100%. See, gentlemen, let me say this to you right now. You see, first of all, we are looking at Star Trek from what we know it to be. You break up the whole thing about the army. Of course, the day and age has advanced. We are three West Indian men raised by West Indian parents. We yeah. know the word black talk does not exist in our house. Yeah. It does exist as your final world and your final yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's your last action. It's your last action. It's your last action. You know that. Suicide mission. You know about it. You know. It's Right. So we know, but in this day and age, we know we always had, you know, people, let's just say, of a lighter complexion of us who do back talk a lot. And they think yeah. they're okay. And especially now that the younger generation talks like there's no tomorrow because it's what they do. So what they need to do is get back to some of their West Indian roots, their inner West Indian roots, right? I mean, yeah. Cisco was clear out West Indian. There's no question about that. It's like, Cisco, what? Yeah. We good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all right. We all right. <laughs> Kirk, yeah. do you think you can tell me? It's like, oh, Kirk really cuts a corner sometimes. He put, no, I'm not messing with Kirk. Kirk will find a way to get me fired, and I won't even see yeah. it coming. So I get your point. There's too much talk within the crews. Yeah. They know better. The captain's got to be more too assertive, and too he's ca- not. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're too, too okay. casual, and like between Michael, Michael, Saru, and Pike, it's just like, it just irks me because I'm just like, in, in no, in no, whether it's military or Navy or Starfleet or, or, yeah. or, or local police, would that backtalk be allowed? And if it, and if it was said, then it's like, okay, the mission's done. Come into my ready room. We're gonna have a little chat. You know, like hundred percent. Oh, hundred like, percent. Like there's one yeah, episode of, of uh, yeah, there's one episode of, of the episode Gambit in, the, in in TNG where you know, like Data's in command and they're trying to find Riker. Oh, hard. You know, and and then and then and like, oh yeah, set a course for this place. And Warp is like, finally, and Data's like, come to my, and Data's like, come to my ready room. And as soon as they walk in, he goes, Picard would never allow that shit. <laughs> If you, if you can't perform your job, I'm gonna find someone else. And that and that to me is that's professionalism. That's like right, 100%, you know, 100%. Go, go, you know, like that Captain that's the kind of stuff has that to like, be assertive. Assertive, yeah. You yeah. gotta be assertive. You gotta you gotta hold that there's a chain of command, you gotta respect the people you give orders to or, or the people you follow orders from. And it's right. like if you can't do that, I'm gonna find someone who will. You know, and, okay. and some and people will say today it's like no, it's reflective of how we are as a society. I'm like, no, no. no. If we act, if we behave the way we are today, 200 years from now, then we do not deserve to be out in space 200 years from now. <laughs> well, here, here's the statement. Now, I'm going to ask you: Do you what do you think of the, the perspective of Enterprise? Because I'm I'm thinking on the on the curving grade that Enterprise was again, you know, Archer was, you know, he wasn't always upset but he was just frustrated being held yeah. on by the Vulcan you know council for all those years to get himself yeah. so they were very you know abrasive yeah. they were very abrasive so that's where I'm thinking they're going from that type of abrasive like really high abrasive and yeah. then you're coming you're, although it's, it's, it's still crazy yeah. and now we're going to Pike's world yeah. it's not as sharp and now we're slowly coming down we're now going down to like okay we now have to toe the line that, that's how I look at it because if we didn't have any 
embracing it from Archer's days, from yeah. Enterprise show. I, then I, I can't Arch, reflect it. I think Archer was pretty assertive. I think so. He was he was he was assertive, but he will still allow Trip to carry on in a certain way. And I can't why I can't remember um security. What, what was the security's name again? Malcolm. But I remember oh, yeah, his last name. Uh, yeah, uh, Malcolm. Uh, so Malcolm yeah. Malcolm still still would still be very assertive and speak his point. Yeah. He wants to make sure that his point is clear. And it's like again, no one would have the that the city yeah. to try to say that to Picard. Yeah. Listen, you're just, listen, you're just going, just you're going, you're going to your room. Just, just lock him up in his room. He yeah. needs some time. He needs a timeout. He needs a timeout for the rest of the mission. Yeah, we'll come back to you later on. Yeah. That's it. All right, so on. So, so that's uh, uh, yeah. I hear you on that. So my thought is, okay, so we go, I'm gonna, and I'm going to play a little bit devil's advocate. So what do you think about some of the other characters, right? On on Strange New Worlds, you know, kind of Nurse Chapel, for example. Yeah, Nurse Chapel on the. I, okay, so this I would say this is my this is my third problem with Strange New Worlds. <laughs> it's so this is about Pike. Strange New Worlds was about Pike. It's about the, the voyages of of Pike before Kirk came in. Yes, I feel the character like so we knew we knew Spike was we knew, we knew Spock was there. We knew Chapel. Sorry, not we knew Spock was there. We knew Number One was there. Yeah, Pike. Pike. That's all. Mm-hmm. Those are the only established characters from the Pike era that was, that was you know, known for years. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when they created the show and they announced the lineup, it was like Dr. Mabenga was already in her TOS. Uh, yeah. uh Singh, who we know is going to be related to someone who's going to be related to Khan, but they're like, why are we bringing Khan in? Then there was also Chapel. Chapel, who was a nurse, already there. So it, it felt like, it felt like less of a Pike show. And more of a mm-hmm. pre-Kirk show. And yes. I was like, that's not, that's not what, like, it's nice, but it's not what I want. I want to see the adventures of Pike. I don't want to see the adventures of, hey, we're going to come to Kirk Adventure. And then now, like, it's been, what, two seasons? Kirk's been in four episodes so far. He's going to be yeah. the new episode yeah. this, ep- uh, this uh, coming, dropping this Thursday. And I'm like, why is Kirk? There are a lot. Like, I want to see Pike. Yeah, too soon. I signed yeah. up for Pike. I don't want to see... To me, we should only see Kirk in the final season. There you go. 100%. Yeah. Where it's going to transition to Kirk taking over. To me, it just felt, it felt like a... Uh, I was going to say rub and tug, but it's not, that's not the proper term. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the rug being pulled. Excuse me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Different, different, different tug. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, so I, I yeah. felt like, yeah, I, 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 that's what kind of annoyed me when they released the, uh, the, the, the cast. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, too many, too many TOS connections. Like, keep this the Pike. I'm gonna too soon, too fast, too adventures. fast, too soon. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because when you I know. saw the lineup, and okay, Nurse Chapel, I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, Nurse Chapel. And then when she's, you know, kind of flirting a lot with Spock, I'm like, what? Remember her flirting that much with Spock in the original? You know, there was a connection. You could you could see there was there a was a connection, bit of but yeah, there was a connection. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I, it's more right now on Strange New World, and the same yeah. thing. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Mbaga, right? The, yeah. the, the the current Doctor wasn't he the one in in Star Trek the original one with uh, William He's Shatner? In two episodes, yeah. Two he episodes. made the two episodes where he made that robot that almost took over the Enterprise, and he kind of went. Or am I thinking? No, uh, oh, that was him though. That was him. No, no, no. Mabenga uh, was uh, he was uh, he was in two episodes where he he, he was the uh, on duty uh, medical officer. Oh, but okay. 
but he wasn't, he was only in two, and it was like very minor roles. Like he was there okay. for like mm-hmm. a couple scenes and that's it, you know? But again, he was like, yeah, but when they mentioned Mabenga, I was like, Mabenga. So I'm like, so these officers has been on the Enterprise for 15 years now? But 15, 10 years up until and then they're still serving for another 10 or 15 years afterwards. I was like, so they've been on the Enterprise 20, 25 years now? I'm like, again, yeah, that, I'm like, uh, it's a little stretch. It's a little stretch. It's a it little stretch. stretch. Yeah. I, I will agree that I, I was expecting this to be more of a Pike show. Yeah. And getting any Kirk-isms should have been like season on towards the end. Like yeah. they made it, they made a reference like saying like when we saw Kirk for the last episode, the two previous episodes, mm-hmm. saying the first, when he was in the chair later on at his trial, they said, yeah, I remember the first time I met Pike was when he became fleet captain. Yeah. They made sure to say that, you know, that was perfect. Okay, that's the first time he comes in. Great. Maybe we should have held it on a little bit. But now it kind of goes back to what Barry was saying, that if Pike is supposed to be his mentor, he's yeah. going to have to be there more often for uh, to build that type of, you know, relationship and, and become, a, a, a you know, a solid mentor than just being like, oh, that's just a professor that I met at the academy. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So yeah. it, it's a it's a trade off in that sense that you can understand why they probably are bringing Kurt in this early. Yeah, but again, yeah, like I mean, going back years, we're not yeah, seeing a connection. Loses yet, some so, of its yeah. flavor. Like I mean, when I saw the Enterprise show up in Discovery, yeah, okay, when you saw the Enterprise, you're like, oh, it's like we got to look for Spock. Okay, I was all into that storyline. Yeah, and I, and I think that was cool. You know, at least yeah. we saw the ship. We didn't have to see anybody related to it. We just saw the ship, and that was yeah. good enough, I think, for fans. So a little bit too much, uh, I think, too soon on certain aspects. I know people love yeah. the show, and I mean, I like it too. I just, as you put it, I want more. Like, I've now learned everything about every other character on there, and every time yeah. I see the captain, he's never in his chair. He's always yeah. in his quarters making food. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> really recall. Name the last time you saw, you know, like sitting in the captain's chair. He's there, but I mean, not not as often not, as not uh, as often as you should. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, like yeah, again, he's a, he's he's too leisurely, which is like it's mm. nice, but at the same time, it's like, bro, like I want to see, I want to see Pike, I want to see, I want to see why Pike is Pike. You know, like you not heard about him. Yeah, for years, years. Okay, since the right. beginning. <laughs> From day one, I mean, the yeah. pilot season dealt with pilot yeah. episode. Yeah. All right, let's let's get full circle with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So this is this has been a fun. I mean, I'm excited still about the crossover episode, and I'm glad we touched on some of this. Uh, you know, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I mm-hmm. know. You know, I, I know. I know. We're gonna wrap this up real quick, but I know what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, that will bring back some of that chain of command and seriousness. Is yeah. the new show, which is going to be. Um, uh, section 31 or uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's well, another one where that I was one. just like uh, i was well it was supposed to be a series and i guess yes. michelle got too popular she like it was a career resurgence and then she got an, like after after she left the show well not left but while she was on the show like she had a major career resurgence, and then she's in like you know she got the you know her, her Oscar nom. When she yeah, got her Oscar mm-hmm. nom, I was like, yeah, I was saying, oh, that girl's gone. gone. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're not getting that. Don't look for, don't look for. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure 
because of that, now they're like, okay, scrap the series, just make it a movie, just so we could get her while while the iron is hot. Yes, you know, and then you know she could do off, go off and do her own thing. But again, section thirty one to me, that's one of those less is more, less is more, mm-hmm. and now it's become like section thirty one, the biggest unkept secret in the in the alpha and beta quadrants because everyone knows about section thirty one now, and I'm like, like how does like, how. How how, is, how are you guys a secret if everybody knows about it? You know, supposed to be black like, ops, right? Super 100%. black ops, you know. But and I don't again, know what the storylines would be, but that's why I'm curious. It's like one, it's got to have that chain of command. But we know when Michelle Yeoh's character, she's yeah. kind of like missed by buck the system. Yeah, she pushes yeah. back. So, so it's interesting to see how that comes across. I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know what to expect from it. I mean, I know it's gonna be super, you know, black ops, and it's interesting that they're actually gonna do a black ops version. Of the Federation, where the Federation is supposed to be like the, the UN. They're all about, supposed to be peacekeepers and explorers. And yeah. all of a sudden, now we're hearing they have a Black Ops division. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes you, you think, really. You guys said the whole Kong thing and you stopped that how many years ago? And now you, you, you still kind of carried on with a Black Ops division? Well, because of that, probably because of that, realize we need a Black Ops. We need someone to get their hands dirty. That yeah. the Federation will never be allowed. They're the, they're the poster boys, they're the face of the, of the, the whole. Quadrant, they can't look bad, so yeah. we need someone to have to be able to do all the dirt and everything along that line. Exactly. So, what it would be interesting is that if they tie in a lot of stories, clues that we've had of certain wars or certain big wars, mm-hmm. section was in there, but no one knew that yeah. section thirteen was in there. That yeah. would be that would be the way to actually have some type of storyline. That yeah. if you do some type of flashback, if you do a series. Okay, yeah. we're going to talk about one particular war. This is what builds up to it. And then um, the after season, after, you know, this episode after, okay, everybody's back to normal. Okay, cool. We're just waiting for another, and then we fade off. And then next season, another big war that's planning to come up. 13 is in the background. Being, being the ghost, yeah. aka, uh, manga in, in, in the recent episode, who just basically was just like, just taking out people. Like, you're the ghost of, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was that was wow. That was wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, oh, and it's true hey, because hey, a lot of last people... words here, Andrew. What's your last last words, last thoughts here? What's what, what's going on in your head there with a? Uh, uh, I I hope the movie is good. Um, I I kind of I hope the movie kind of puts an end, quote unquote, to Section Thirty One, where it's kind of like whatever happens in the movie. I hope they go gotta lay low for a while, and therefore right. that will carry over. To deep space science. So therefore, people know. Oh, that's why they went quiet. That's why we never heard of them forever. That, that's perfect. That's exactly yes. it. That would yes. make sense. We need a reason to just basically go back on the cover for a little bit too much in the light. Yeah. It's like it's like the what are the the time cops or the time the what the is TVA? the um it's not the TVA no no but you know in Star Trek they have oh, the, temporal the, investigations the temporal investigation right basically yeah. you don't really hear about them until you you do mess up something they yeah. come out of nowhere exactly. You know, yeah. section has to be just like that again. You're a rumor. Yeah. I think I heard of you before. So yeah, yeah. You need to do something to say, you know, Shield went under. It blew up, realizing Shield is still there. You know, that kind yeah. of scenario. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Well, Andrew, uh, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And we're gonna bring you back. We're gonna go and we're gonna do a like a good episode on just Perk and his whole the original. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. we we have we we've we barely begun. <laughs> exactly. We, we're just like, we're hey, just, next time we're jumping in just 
with Kirk <laughs> and, and that's I'll, it. I'll just there are so many stuff. more things we could have talked about. <laughs> put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Right. Multiple episodes. I promise you we're going to bring you back a lot sooner for sure. I promise you that. So, yeah. you know, uh, Rod, any last words before we wrap it up? Listen, um, everyone, I hope you enjoyed yourself with what we were talking about. Again, Strange New World, the special crossover episode. We're talking about Pike, Kurt. We just went nice. We just went and just gave a nice Russian roulette of different, you know, things to talk among yourselves. Hope you enjoyed it. And make sure you, again, share, tell a friend. Make sure they come back and follow this particular episode. They're going to like what they're here. If you liked it, let them know. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, as I said, thank you for, uh, once again, Andrew, for jumping on the, show, the Iconist mm-hmm. podcast. As I always say, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of mad imagination. But in today's episode, in light of that, it's going to be a little bit different. Right now, what I'm going to say is, one, you got to check out this other station that I found on YouTube. It's called Mr. Trek. This guy is making a enterprise. It's going to be about 20 feet long out of cardboard, and he's using miniature figures, and he, it, he says it's going to take about five years. So look out, Mr. Trek. Every episode he drops something on there. It's amazing. And uh, on that note, live long and prosper. This has been the Iconic Podcast.